Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, July the 1st, and we're going to start by hearing an exchange between a man and security guards at Kent's biggest shopping centre. Cephas Williams claims he was grabbed and accused of shoplifting after buying two suitcases at House of Fraser because he's black. The founder of the Equal Rights Group, Black British Network, filmed the exchange and posted it on his Insta. Here it is in full. Why are you grabbing me? Why are you grabbing me? Have you paid? What do you mean have I paid? Have you got paid? Why are you grabbing my arm? Why are you grabbing my arm and stuff? Where's your receipt? Why are you grabbing my arm and my stuff? I've got my receipt. Don't pull me back up from the why are you pulling me in the middle of blue water? Show us your receipt. What do you mean show me your receipt? Why are you coming at me like this? You can't come at me like this. You can't come at me like this and expect me to show you my receipt. This is not how you speak to people. This is not how you speak to human beings. Why are you grabbing me up in the middle of blue water? You have your tantrum. No, it's not about my tantrum. It's not about tantrum. Black people are going through this all the time. You keep trying. Yeah, but you. What do you mean my face mask? You put my face mask on the floor. Take My face mask is on the floor okay, because fine. of how you're approaching grabbing me up. No, yes. don't grab me up. Call yes. your call your call your main security person. No, don't grab Sir, me up. No, I'm not going. Sir. I burnt my kneecaps Sir. many years ago. I'm not begging. Not easy listening, is it? Well, in a statement, Blue Water have apologised and say bosses will meet with Mr Williams and are reviewing how the business can do better. You can also watch the video at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Gap says it's closing all of its stores in the UK and Ireland by the end of September. And that includes the ones in Tunbridge Wells, Seven Oaks, at Ashford Designer Outlet and Blue Water. It follows a strategic review of the fashion brand, which says it'll continue to sell clothes online. Well, Ollie Kemp is going to be hosting an episode of The Lowdown on Facebook from 6.30 this evening, looking at the future of our high streets. Ollie joins me now. Ollie, what's coming up on the programme? So I'll be joined by Graham Galpin, who's a member of the the National High Streets Task Force. He's got some ideas about what we need to do in order to future-proof our high streets and our town centres after, you know, such a difficult time during the pandemic where businesses local and national have really struggled. We're also going to speak to Karen Brinkman. She's going to join us on the show. So she set up the Thanet Virtual High Street during the pandemic and she's got a little bit of information about how the digital and physical high street can actually help each other recover from this very difficult time. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to get some of the reactions on social media to whether people think we can revitalise the high street. Uh, You can watch that tonight from 6.30 on Facebook and Twitter at Kent Online news uh, if you missed the live stream you can catch it again on our facebook page kent online news after 6 30 thanks ollie we're also asking on facebook today what you would do to save our high streets after covid you can leave a comment plus you can vote in our twitter poll on whether you think high streets will bounce back after the pandemic so far the results show that 29 percent of you think yes although 71 percent think no. A woman's been fined £10,000 for breaching Covid rules after organising a party at a house near Maidstone. More than 100 people travelled to the property in Bearstead over the May Bay.
bank holiday weekend. Police found a 20-year-old woman from Milton Keynes had booked the property. A Hive man who carried out a revenge attack after being beaten and thrown 15 feet into icy water has avoided being sent to prison. A court heard Dale Carter repeatedly hit the victim with a vodka bottle after being chased by three men to a bridge over Royal Military Canal the night before and launched over the railings. The 37-year-old from Chapel Street has been given a suspended sentence. Kent Online reports. Nearly 6,000 people have made the dangerous journey across the Channel to Kent in small boats during the first half of this year. There were over 2,000 crossings in June alone, three times more than the same month last year. It comes amid reports the Home Secretary is considering introducing legislation to allow the government to send asylum seekers abroad for processing. There are calls for American-style drop-off and pick-up systems to be considered as a way of easing traffic congestion near Kent schools. You're probably aware how busy some roads can get with parents parking up in the mornings and afternoons. The suggestion is to have off-road areas set aside for parents to leave and collect their children instead. We got a poll at Kent Online asking what you think. It's the final day for mums and dads meantime to register if they want their child to do the Kent test this year. It's used to decide which young Youngsters are eligible for a place at a grammar school in the county and will be taken in September. Campaigners against plans for a flyover in Medway, which they say would destroy important wildlife, are due to have a petition presented to Parliament. Plans for up to 12,000 new homes in Who include a relief road and railway station. But opponents say it'll damage part of a former golf club and sports complex. And George Crozer's concerned many others are unaware. I'm really surprised when people say, what road? through Deangate, you know, and what's this, what's this about a flyover? Where's the flyover? They know that there's a local plan on its way. They've all heard all of the £170 million for the HIF bid and, and all of that, but I think that's about it. Ron Sands is a local councillor. It will double the size of High House, Doan Hoop in an instant. They talk about a rural town. But in my estimation, a town would have a police station, it would have banks, there's none of that in the plan. All it is, is houses, houses, houses. No one would dream of building 12,000 houses on the New Forest or in the Lake District, but that's what's happening on the Hoopin Inch. Well, MP Kelly Tolhurst is backing the campaigners. Medway Council are yet to comment. The government's being urged to do more to support Kent's coastal communities to tackle social deprivation. Sittingbourne and Sheppey MP Gordon Henderson says with more of us planning staycations this year, there's a golden opportunity to encourage visitors to the county's seaside. As more people decide to holiday at home in the UK, we have a golden opportunity to improve the economy of our seaside communities. So what support can my honourable friend give to the campaign in my own constituency to get Highways England to put up a brown tourist site to showcase the many wonderful attractions on the Isle of Shepherd. Responding in the Commons, Sport and Tourism Minister Nigel Huddleston said it was an issue for the local authority, but said they should listen to his request. The family of a German student left brain damaged following an attack in Canterbury have thanked everyone who's donated to an online fundraiser. Our sister newspaper set up the Just Giving page after hearing how Daniel Ezzedine was having to be pushed around in an office chair. Well, nearly £12,000 will go towards his ongoing care and pay off debts they've had to incur. Lydia Chantler-Hicks is a reporter at the Kentish Gazette who started the fundraiser. We've been absolutely 
bowled over by the, the support that we've had. The response has been absolutely amazing. We launched this fundraiser on Thursday morning at about six o'clock. And by about 10 o'clock that morning, we'd already smashed through our first target, which was a thousand pounds. And I mean, I was really, really surprised that we, we hit that target so early on. Um, we then raised the target to 5,000 pounds and we, we, we didn't know how long it would take us to get there. And again, within a day we'd hit that target and we raised it again to ten thousand pounds and we've now smashed right through that target too so yeah we're currently on about eleven thousand four hundred pounds this was an incident that really shocked the people of canterbury and kent so why did you decide to start the fundraiser now we were really inspired to start this fundraiser on the back of a hearing at Canterbury Crown Court a couple of weeks ago when six young people from Canterbury appeared in connection with the events of, of the day and of, of Daniel's attack. At that hearing, we heard a testimony from one of Daniel's brothers and, and it was just so heartbreaking to hear that. He kind of detailed the impact that this has had on his family. He told us about the, the depression and the debt that his family are facing, how his, his, he's had to drop out of university because he's, he's helping to care for Daniel. You know, just, just detailing the real impact this has had. And I think, it, you know, this is an attack, that a horrible thing that happened and that really affected so many people. But the fact that two years on, they're still suffering so much. And what exactly will the money be going towards? You know, Daniel sadly suffered really severe brain damage in the attack. He is unable to speak, he's unable to read, and his family are currently providing him with 24-7 care in a second floor flat in Germany where he lives um, that isn't adapted to his needs. He has to be pushed around in a, an office chair because there isn't space for a wheelchair in his family's flat. Um, I mean, the, the impact this has had upon his family has understandably been absolutely devastating. His family have been left with, with debt um, that they've had to take on as, as they've cared for Daniel. And they've also been grappling with, with depression as well um, because they're obviously so, so sad and by, by what's happened. So this money is going to help them I suppose alleviate some of that financial burden that they've been been placed under. And a statue of Diana, Princess of Wales, has been unveiled on what would have been her 60th birthday. Her sons, Princes William and Harry, attended the event at Kensington Palace. Meantime, the Diana Award Ceremony has also taken place, which recognises young people who improve the lives of others. 20-year-old Anna McGovern from Rochester was one of the recipients of the highest accolades someone her age can receive for humanitarian and human action work. So I found out recently that I was nominated for the Diana Award, which is the highest accolade that someone my age can receive for humanitarian and social action work. Um, so this was for my work with the NSPCC as a national ambassador, uh, which was advocating for their cause um, and campaigning for issues such as um, child safeguarding, sexual violence and mental health support, um, and my other voluntary work as well, including with the Medweave Council as the chair. Perfect. So when did you find out that you're going to be getting the awards and how did you feel when you found out? Um, I was with my flatmate and um, we were watching, I think, something on Netflix and then I got a text come through. This is about two months ago, um, which was a huge shock. Uh, but I was so thrilled and so pleased because um, with the Diana Award, it, it's an organisation that I've always really looked up to and I've worked with in the past. Um, so actually have been recognised by them was such a huge honour. 
Well, you're launching a programme as well for young people to access volunteering, aren't you? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so from next year at my workplace at a boarding school, I'll be running a de- um, the volunteering careers department. So helping students access volunteering locally and nationally as well. Um, so I'm helping them set, uh, you know, be set up with placements in charity shops just on the high street um, locally. Um, and I'm hoping as well to maybe it's some some students who are interested to help them access the things that I did when I was their age um so how to you know access volunteering on a national scale with organizations such as NSPCC um and continuing that and continuing my work with volunteering as well that I do with different organizations um so yeah Really looking forward to it. Congratulations to Anna and you can see pictures of the statue today on the national news pages at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Tennis and a Kent teenager has made it through her first round game at Wimbledon after getting a wild card to the tournament. 18-year-old Emma Reducanu from Bromley beat Russian qualifier Vitalia Duchenko 7-6-6 love. She faces French Open finalist Marketa Vondrusova today. We'll bring you details of the result in tomorrow's podcast. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.